Hello, frenzies, and welcome to episode 18 of Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher. I am your host, Jessica Martin, and today I thought we would just do a quick self-care episode. I went and researched 10 new self-care ideas for you. I know it's a really busy and stressful time of year, getting ready for the holidays or dealing with the holidays if maybe you don't celebrate them or just winter in general is so... I don't know. It really depends where you live, but I know I have been feeling the winter blues the last couple of weeks. It's been so dark and so cold and just so stark here. So anyway, I wanted to just give you some really quick tips, maybe some things you've never thought of before, anything to just, you know, put the happy into your step a little bit. So let's start. Are you feeling a little burnt out and exhausted this school year? Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher podcast is here to get you through the hard weeks. We will be tackling tough topics while addressing self-care tips and tricks to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Jessica Martin, a coffee-drinking teacher and tech coach working on my own health journey as I pursue happiness in my teacher life. I am so happy you're here with me today, and I can't wait to share all the things with you. Let's get on with the show. Hey, frenzies, before we begin, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you're interested in winning a podcast t-shirt for this show, I, I am starting to give more away in different contests. And so winning is easy. You can leave me a review on iTunes or shout me out on Instagram. And then there's a little raffle copter link before below the show episode. So you can click that and just tell me your username you know, and and which one you did, and you'll be entered to win one of several podcast t-shirts. So good luck and thank you so much for your support. Hey, 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 frenzies. Welcome back to episode 18 of Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher. I'm your host, Jessica Martin. And on today's episode, I thought we could talk a little bit about just some new self-care tips and ideas. I know during the winter season, a lot of people are just feeling sort of run down. There are a lot of expectations placed upon us, and a lot of us are dealing with cold, kind of yucky weather or pressures from family and friends or the outside world. So anyway, I just wanted to give you some ideas to make you feel good for this next week. So let's start. Okay, my first idea, um, let's see here. So you make a list of people who demand a lot out of you right? Like people that are very demanding of your time and attention. And, you know, they could be people right now who are experiencing mental health problems. They could be family members that just really need your help a lot. And then just kind of write down the flip side. Like, how are you feeling about your constant energy that you're pouring into that person? And this is just for you to be reflective that there are expectations on both sides, right? Like you're helping this person out a lot, 
But, you know, like what, what are you doing to fill your bucket up after maybe they've depleted you a bit <laughs> of your emotions or your time? It was just kind of an interesting act- activity I was reading about. And it was just kind of like looking at the flip side of every relationship and looking especially at those ones that are taking up so much of your time and just acknowledging how you're feeling for real about it, like privately in a journal, maybe through some silent meditation. I mean, how does it really make you feel to always be helping this person, pouring yourself into them? They could be negative or positive feelings, but just kind of recognize that you're feeling something because I think sometimes we're just giving, 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 and then we never look at, you know, how we're feeling about giving so much of ourselves, And I think it can just be a really cool activity. And obviously, I'm expecting that some of these people on your list are probably going to be your children or certain students, your spouse. I mean, there are people on the list I'm not saying, you know, like, really analyze this relationship and see if it's worth it. (laughs) That's not the point of this. This is like just acknowledging that, there are these people in your life and you are pouring so much into those people and just sort of looking at, you know, do you set any expectations back for them to reciprocate? You know, have you been bold enough to tell them your feelings? You know, have you even identified how you feel when you pour so much of yourself into these relationships. And a lot of us, you know, it's give and take, but I know especially if you're a parent out there, sometimes you're pouring in so much of yourself and you're not really getting much reciprocated because that's just the nature of the beast, right? It's just the way it is. Anyways, I just thought it was kind of an interesting activity to just really get more in tune with your feelings and like, how are you feeling when you're constantly helping this this person in your life or the person who's maybe the neediest? Okay. I thought that was just kind of cool and I could see how it could be sort of cleansing. And then it might also open doors. Like maybe if you are, you know, in an adult relationship with someone and you keep pouring yourself into it and really receiving nothing back, maybe it's time to reevaluate the expectations and kind of lay them out for the other person or think about what do you need back? I, I heard something really good this week from a friend of mine is just to, to ask people more like, what do you need from me? you know, and then ask them to ask you the same question. So you can actually tell people like what, you know, what are you expecting from me? And this is what I expect from you. And I just thought that was a really emotionally healthy way of looking at, at life and relationships. Okay, let's move on to the next idea. Okay, the second tip I found for you, um, this was just kind of a cartoon that I saw and I thought, wow, this is kind of powerful stuff here. And it said, your best friend is the person you never want to cancel any plans with. And I was like, wow. I mean, how many of us, like, we think we have these best friends, right? Because of history, or maybe we've just told each other, you're my best friend, or you know what I mean? Like, But there's probably people in our lives that we're really excited about. And that's not to, you know, lessen any of our other relationships. But I just think sometimes like maybe you meet someone or you can't stop talking to someone or, you know, every time you have an interaction with this person, it's just really awesome. But maybe you prioritize other friendships in your life because you're supposed to. 
because you've given yourself the label of like, well, this is my best friend or this is my sister. This is the person I'm supposed to be spending time with. And sadly, it should be the person that you just can't wait to cancel your plans um, to be with, to, to go hang out with them. You know, like it's the person that you're, you're most eager in your heart to rearrange your time for. And I think it's kind of good to reflect on like, who are those people that you never want to cancel on that you honestly, that you always want to be around. And I know this is going to be kind of a weird one for some people to think about, but are you on that list? (laughs) And it's easy for me to say that as an introvert because I'm always like, yes. And then on this day, I'm going to do this with me. (laughs) But I mean, I think if you're not in your own top three, like you have a little reevaluating to do with like just activities that you can do by yourself that make you really happy. Just something to think about. I just thought it was interesting. Like I said, it was just a cartoon that I saw and I was like, wow. Okay, here's another thing you can do for self-care this week. Go and find five people that have achieved something to be proud of, like people that you like that have have achieved something this week or in the last month or something, and just go send them kudos. Just say, hey, you know, I noticed that you achieved this, fill in the blank, and I just wanted to say congratulations, great job, you know, applause emoji. (laughs) I'm just assuming that you're going to talk to people through your phone, okay? (laughs) But maybe they're in real life. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Anyway, I just thought um, it was a really cool lesson and there's a little blurb about it. Um, it's a, this person said, the greatest thing I've learned is to be proud and never envious of my friends. And I think that's so hard. You know, I notice, uh, every time that I'm involved in something like, you know, now I'm doing this, uh, educators to educators conference, or when I get asked to do something, I will have people like, they delete me from social media. It's like, I don't know, like, it's like my success personally offends them. (laughs) And I get it. I get it. And sometimes it's hard to, to reach out. And I could definitely probably be better about this myself, just like, you know, reaching out and giving people, you know, the congratulations, you know, the, the pat on the back, because sometimes you do get a little bit jealous when you see people doing things you want to do. You're like, Ooh, that person. (laughs) But it's a lot more mentally healthy to find the people that you want to congratulate and really look for them and like kind of, you know, walk yourself through the steps. And and some people are great at this and it's really easy for them. I think since I'm an only child, it is a little bit hard for me to always like to, to see Like I can see the good in other people really easily, but I am bad at just congratulating people for their achievements. And now, you know, sometimes you're kind of scared that you might offend them. (laughs) Like, I mean, if you notice that somebody, you know, seems like they lost 50 or 60 pounds, they're like a, look like a whole new person, but then you like, you don't want to offend them because what if they do have an, an eating disorder or something? You're kind of like, oh, well, well, okay. And I think there, there is something to say about, you know, are we always complimenting people on their looks or do we look a little deeper than that? I think that's really important. Just just some things to think about. Like what is an achievement in our dictionary? Are we always looking for physical achievements? Oh, your hair is so pretty. Your clothes are so great. You're so beautiful. Or 
you know, do we ever look for things that are mental achievements or hurdles or, you know, I've even, I even went and I was congratulating. Um, I know I'm really good at this with students, like when they finish a book, right? Like, oh, I'm so proud of you. You finished a book. This is great. But how often do we do that with adults? Like, it seems like adults just should be reading books. So why congratulate them? But, you know, having the mental capability of sitting down and getting through a whole book is really hard for some people. So it's good to just look for those, you know, look for those things that people might not notice. And I mean, I think it's just like when you start to look for the positive in other people, more positive things start happening to you. I guess that's my only point here. I did kind of go off on a tanty, but that's fine. All right, let's see what else we have. Okay, I've read so much research about how the way we start our day really can dictate how the rest of the day goes. And just the impact of snoozing on our bodies, it's pretty bad. If you start Googling it up, like, ooh, you know, like maybe you shouldn't be hitting the snooze button so much. It just kind of jolts your body, you know, falling back asleep, waking back up. It gets everyone on the bad foot. And so this was just an easy little tip I saw, um, just moving your alarm away from your bed so you have to physically get up to turn it off. And um, I was just thinking about how many people like sleep with cell phones under their pillow now. And, you know, I do have I have some friends that keep their cell phones completely out of their bedroom, just because they're distracting and they don't they just don't like it. So I don't know, it was just an interesting thing. I know that I have an alarm, like a backup alarm that's out like across the room from my bed, but I still hit that, you know, I still hit my cell phone alarm snooze. So it might be something that I work on next year because I know when I'm able to just bounce out of bed and I'm just excited to start the day, maybe it's the first day of school or I'm looking forward to something or there's something on my mind that I'm really happy about and I just jump up and start, I have a really good day. But when I'm hitting the snooze for 45 minutes and then rolling out of bed, I kind of have a bad day, but it is a really big mental hurdle. So it was just something I was going to put out there. Maybe eventually we can do some sort of challenge like the no snooze challenge. <laughs> I think that would be kind of cool. All right. This one is really, really good um, and interesting thing to think about. And it says, give yourself permission to step away from the news and these conversations without feeling guilty. And it's just kind of going on about, you know, there's there are a lot of really intense and interesting conversations going on right now on social media and the news and, you know, the current administration. And there's so much I think that people are learning now about you know, racism and our own parts in this system that upholds racist uh, actions. And I think that sometimes you can just kind of get, you can get sucked into the news. I mean, you can even get sucked into maybe the crimes, right? Like, I know that a lot of people I know, they get so bent out of shape over the crime reports. And just the news in general, like, how often do you watch it and really feel good after you watch it? 
Like I never feel good. So it's just saying that taking a break from Twitter or the news or maybe a group chat that's always complaining about things like it's okay. Forgive yourself. Give yourself time away from negative things. It doesn't mean that you don't care. You can still be passionate. You could still be an activist, but you can still turn it off and, and, and have the beliefs that you have. And something that I've kind of had to do a little bit in getting more healthy is I realized that a lot of the news, it was just affecting me mentally and it was adding to kind of a, kind of an overall depression where I couldn't, you know, work out and I had no energy and you, cause you can just get sucked into all the things going on in the world pretty easily. And, you know, it's not, it's not lessening any of those events. If you need to turn off the news for a few days or social media, it's not lessening the importance or how you feel about things or your own personal passion you know, you can't beat yourself up if like you're in a mentally unhealthy spot. And I have been in that spot quite a few times as I've learned more about the world and, and, you know, how things work in the world and my own part in those things. I'm like, oh my gosh, my mind is blown. <laughs> my mind is blown and I get sucked so far into these different issues and reading about them and wanting to share information that sometimes I lose myself. And I get so out of touch with my own feelings that I end up making just really unhealthy decisions. And they usually involve food. <laughs> so I was just thinking for me personally, it's good to take a step back. And if you think about it, heart attacks, uh, heart disease, it's the number one cause of death. And Heart attacks are caused by stress. So you have to do, like, you have to put yourself first and take as many stressful things out of your life as you can. And for me personally, a lot of times that is the news because I just get so fired up over the various injustices that are going on and my mind just starts spinning and I can't think of anything else. And I just realized if I kept going down that path, unable to focus on myself or my own health, that I would probably end up dead someday. So I just kind of made a decision like, okay, I have to take it a step back and I have to totally focus on my health because you know, once I'm feeling healthy and feeling good about myself, then I can really use my platform in a way that I want to use it. So anyway, that's just that's just one idea for you. And there's always so much pressure about, you know, what should you say? What should you post? When should you post things? You know, what should you talk about? What would you get in trouble for talking about? And there's so many different schools of thoughts. But really, you know, you got to put yourself first. And a lot of people don't. And a lot of people listening to this right now are probably empaths. Um, if you watch the news and you feel really bad and deflated and depressed, you're probably an empath. You should Google it. Look it up. I mean, it's it tends to be people that are drawn into like emotional vampires. If you ever heard that term before, just people that could just suck you dry because you get so involved with their lives and their problems that you forget about your own and you don't continue on your own path of, of 
making your own life a success or achieving your own goals. And I think that's kind of what the news does to us a little bit. It's like an emotional vampire in all of our lives because there's always so many bad things happening at any given point. But what I like to look for is there's also really good things happening too. And so I find that, you know, if you can focus more on the good news out there rather than all the negative news, sometimes you can pull yourself out of a funk. Okay, and I'm not recommending here that you just turn a blind eye to all the injustices and the bad things going on in the world. But honestly, there's only one of you, right? Like, you're the only one there is. And so if some of these things are cutting into your emotional health and well-being, you you want to really take a step back and look at those things and, you know, figure out like what do you need to get yourself back on track, back on the path that you want to be on. So anyways, those are just some of my some some of the things I read a lot of articles about and took notes on this week. I wanted to share them with you some ideas. I'm always looking for ideas that will make people happier because I I mean, that is, that's the whole point of life, right? Is to try to figure out a way to live a healthy, happy, and fulfilling one. So anyway, thank you for tuning in. And I hope that you got something out of this episode. And until next time, please put yourself number one and take care of yourself. So long. You've just finished listening to Healthy Teacher Happy Je- Happy Jessica. What? <laughs> Oh no, I don't know how to stop. <laughs>